lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. We have crossed a red line on Twitter. So I have survived uh, over the last couple of years banishments and censorship because I have never gone outside any line of speculation. I have simply just used all of their data from all of their sources. I mean, I, I have no means of gathering data independently. I just looked at their own trial data. I looked at their own efficacy data. I looked at their own health department, government data, and everything that I have presented to you for the last 27 months that was contrary or counter to the demonic narrative that you were being sold all came from the demonic sources itself. I just took their data and just shared it with you. And that has caused me to survive not being censored, being banned when so many of the others that were doing the same exact thing uh, did not escape the uh, the long eye of Sauron over there at Twitter's nameless and faceless fact-checking team. That ended, though, this morning. I am in an eight-hour Twitter jail session, and it is for literally sharing a peer-reviewed study published in an academic journal that shows they are making you less fertile by jabbing you. The motility of male sperm, and they did this by surveying sperm donors, the motility of their sperm was diminished for up to five months after one standard dose of a COVID vaccine, which means they're not accounting for the boosters, which Not coincidentally, about how often do they want you to get those boosters on a reoccurring basis, guys? About every five or six months, huh? These were sperm donors, you said? Yes. So like 80-year-old men. (laughs) Nice. Or people with a history of, uh, you know, this this type of defect. Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, And therefore, we don't, we could make some assumptions that if a standard dose reduces the motility of your sperm for up to five months, what does getting repeated uh, boosters do that they want you to get every, not coincidentally, five or six months? So by quoting this and citing this story, and at first I thought, you know, that was the mistake I made because I, I shared it on Twitter with the hashtag depopulation. And I thought, you know what? They got me. I colored outside the lines. It's my own fault. You know what I'm saying? Like it's self-inflicted. I made the mistake. Okay. And so when I initially got the charge this morning um, and asked me if I was willing to appeal it, I'm like, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's my own mistake. All right. I went there. I, I, I drew a dramatic conclusion. And so this one's on me. I got sloppy. All right. I, I saw that the, the, the approval yesterday for Elon buying Twitter and I thought it was mid-October and he already owned it and I could just now flat out tell you the truth there. And so I thought it was on me until I found out this morning that friend of the program, Dr. Andrew Boston, Ivy League epidemiologist from Brown University, 
was permanently banned by Twitter today for sharing the exact same study. And then I realized it wasn't hashtag depopulation at all. It's the study itself. And that, folks, that's a red line. We're going to talk about red lines today. Republican Party crossed one last night. And now Twitter has crossed one this morning. Where you are now censored for sharing their studies, their data. Whether you draw conclusions from them or not, just reporting the studies and the data. And why this one? Why the one about reducing fertility? Why? When you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one you hit. Speaking of that, if I may... Remember early on in COVID how adorable it was? A lot of information coming into a lot of different sources. What was one of the prominent comebacks against people like us who are trying to get out of It's not peer-reviewed, guys. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so now, that, now you cite Not their, so much. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, before it was, hey, I've treated over 400 patients with ivermectin. Yes. Here are their patient files. I have followed the trajectory of their treatments. Got to okay? be peer-reviewed. Yep. It's got to be peer-reviewed. <laughs> I mean, I treated 400 patients and none of them have sued me yet. Yep. Is that there, There's a peer review for you. I gave 400 patients a drug and none of them have sued me yet. Got to be peer-reviewed. Now the peer-reviewed study, if it touches on the fourth rail of what's probably really going on here that now in and of itself is cause for the censorship Aaron point of our order it is pride month so we have to take this into account as well do you think this study was legitimately flawed because it didn't study the sperm motility of women because women can have sperm and produce sperm indeed as well. and yeah. next week I will cite a study about uh, male bleeders and the men that men can have a uterus as well so um, that is a red line and and it Probably is no coincidence that it comes shortly after they their board approved the sale of Twitter. Apparently, the brats over there are going to decide to just rack up as many scalps between now and October when Elon takes over as they possibly can. Uh, you know, I've used this analogy before, like the tenant um, who is going to trash the place once the eviction notice comes in and mm-hmm. they're on their way out and they think they're making some kind of a statement, and they are, they're just making a statement that they're trash. That's really the only statement they're making is that they're just trashy people. So there's that. Also, a big announcement to start off the show today from our friends over at Bilt Bar. I tried the new Mud Pie Puff yesterday, and folks, you won't believe it. When I, you won't believe what I'm about to say, Todd. You won't. You want peer-reviewed? You're about to give us peer-reviewed. I, guys... And and better than cookie dough? Is this where we're going? Dude, oh. dude. I mean, dude. And you guys know, man, I rep cookie dough in all things, in all facets of life. I rep the cookie dough. I believe it is a food group, or at least it should be. All right. And the cookie dough flavor of Bill Bar is off the chain. And maybe it's been too long since I've had one, although it's really only been like a week and a half. But the new Mud Pie Built Bar Puff is incredible. We've got a buy, sell, hold submission about this coming up later. Do we? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I, I was just as much as I love the brownie batter one. This is. This was transcendent. At, at, at the very least, we have a new number two. Move over coconut brownie chunk. At the very least, we have a new number two. 
And I may have to I may have to preside over a playoff here for the foreseeable future between the mud pie puff and the chocolate chip cookie dough chunk because it's that good. Now all of their flavors are good, but this one is wow. And it's available for a limited time. Go get it right now at built.com. B-U-I-L-T for built bar at built.com. Use the promo code DACE to save 15% off your order when you go to built.com. You won't believe how good they taste. You won't believe how few calories. Like I had, I, I kind of know the whole Built Bar talking points thing by now. Well, after I took my first bite of this yesterday, even I turned around and read the label and said, okay, how many calories are really in this thing? It cannot be this good. It was that good and it was a... 150 calories. You won't believe it. All right. When you go to built.com, promo code DACE for 15% off. All right. Coming up on the show today, buy, seller, hold coming your way. Uh, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us, but let us lead off as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by with friends like these Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Capito of West Virginia, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, John Cornyn of Texas, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, and Todd Young of Indiana were the Republican senators who last night voted to advance a bill that would, among other things, incentivize individual states to create red flag laws so the government can take your guns away if you think a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. This procedural vote speeds up the passage of the bill, meaning it could be signed into law as early as next week. The bill is chock full of pork for Medicaid, the Department of Education, and the FBI, Firearms aren't even mentioned until page 25. According to Huffington Post reporter Igor Bobich, Texas Senator John Cornyn, the mastermind behind this latest GOP sellout, was overheard telling California Senator Alex Padilla, quote, first guns, now it's immigration. In completely unrelated news, according to KSAT-TV in San Antonio, the husband of Eva Morales, one of the teachers who was murdered in the Uvalde mass school shooting, called her husband as she was bleeding out. When her husband, Ruben Ruiz, who was also a police officer, showed up to the scene to try to save her, he was detained, his gun was taken away, and was escorted from the scene. Moving on, another round of primary results dropped last night. One notable result was in Alabama, where Congressman Mo Brooks lost his primary election runoff for senator against somebody named Katie Britt. Brooks had been endorsed by Donald Trump before Trump switched his endorsement to Britt for apparently Brooks's lack of sufficient fealty to the former president. Moving on, Joe Biden says there's going to be another pandemic. We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. Biden says he's also considering a gas tax holiday. I got you a dollar. Oh, you almost had it. You've got to be quicker than that. Whoops, wrong clip. I think it's really, really cool. So I'll go like hundred and a quarter. I mean, that's that's the best I could do. Whoops, wrong clip again. How soon can we expect a decision? Well, I hope I have a decision based on the 
add-on looking for by, uh, by the end of the week. Here's a quick little nugget from interactive polls on Twitter. The Real Clear Politics approval rating for Donald Trump at this time during his first term was at 42%. At the midterms, Republicans lost 40 House seats. At this time for Obama, his RCP average was 48%. Democrats lost 63 House seats in that midterm. Clinton was at 51% and Democrats lost 54 House seats. Joe Biden's approval rating average sits right now at 39.6%. The Supreme Court yesterday struck down a Maine law that discriminated against religious schools. The ruling stemmed from a law in the state that allowed for some assistance for private school tuition, but prohibited that assistance from being used for religious schools. The board of directors for Twitter has unanimously approved the $44 billion sale of the company to Elon Musk, another hurdle cleared for Musk's hostile takeover of the social media platform. And now some random stories. We'll begin with this headline at Metro. Two-thirds of UK women are missing periods because of stress or poor diet. Google Trends show searches for myocarditis and died suddenly and sudden adult death syndrome and menstrual issues and miscarriage after vaccine all peaked dramatically in late 2020 and basically all throughout last year. And the American Academy of Pediatricians is updating their set of infant sleep guidelines randomly for the first time since 2016. I'm sure none of that is related in any meaningful way at all. The International Rugby League has banned dudes who feel pretty from competing in women's divisions. They joined the International Swimming Federation and the International Cycling Union, who both recently restricted dudes from competing against women. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. Doctors say Biden recovering from bike crash fine, just has a few scrapes and Alzheimer's. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage, appropriately enough, brought to you by My Underwear, because it is very clear if you watch that uh, montage from several stories that a lot of males in America have nothing in their underwear at all. There's nothing there. Nothing's happening there. Nothing is dangling there. It's just an empty void. Nothing is happening there. You could kick them there and they would not feel it because nothing is happening there. In fact, do America a favor and try that. And if you want to get the best underwear on the planet, uh, get it from our friends over at Tommy John. It is the best pair you'll ever wear. I can't give it a better endorsement other than when they let me try them for free about a, a couple of years ago. I've just ended up out of my own pocket going back again and again and replenishing my supply. It's the only underwear that I have worn ever since. That's how good it is. It's got four times the stretchiness of competing brands. It's absolutely the most comfortable. And they've got an entire product line for the ladies as well. But because I'm not Lindsey Graham, I've not tried that. All right. But uh, for the rest of you, if you want to give it a shot, uh, up to $30 off site-wide right now, plus free shipping when you visit TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's up to $30 off site-wide, plus free shipping right now when you order via TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve. A couple of things in the montage I want to quickly highlight before I get to the main event here. The, the story of the husband who was detained rather than going in to fight for his wife. I, I, there is no better metaphor for the state of manhood in America than that. There just, there just isn't. Finally, someone is like, I have a moral and God-given responsibility here to protect and defend, and I'm going to go and confront 
uh, this evil in order to fulfill that that responsibility. And it is the other random ejaculators who are fully armed to the teeth, by the way, with bullet shields and Kevlar and everything else, standing around out there for 75 minutes who detain him to stop him from doing it. So they, they won't confront the evil, but they will confront you who's willing to confront the evil. I have seen this in my political career. I cannot tell you how many times. Go after the ones willing to do something about this rather than the ones doing it. Many times, well, you know, it might be messy. It might be mean. There might be collateral damage. And I'm reminded of the great line from the evangelist D.L. Moody. I like my way of doing something over your way of not doing anything. But that is a metaphor for the state of manhood in America, that story right there. Finally, one guy's like, somebody needs to do something about this. And the other guys use all of the initiative they didn't use to do something about this, to stop him from doing something about it. That's the state of American manhood right there. One of our staffers here at The Blaze, Courtney, asked me, asked me yesterday, sent me a text yesterday and asked me, what is the problem with the men? Where, where is the initiative and I just said, well, the two things have killed manhood in America. Feminism and fatherhood, or the lack thereof. Feminism taught us that we don't have to take care of you. We don't have to do anything for you. You'll just swipe right and give us what we want from you. And that's one of the most innate needs, desires a man has. And if we can get that, by golly, if we can get that at no cost, then we're going to kind of assume we can get Almost anything at no cost at that rate, sure. right? I mean, if I don't have to pay the freight for that. If I don't have to pay the freight for that, if I can just use you at that level and I don't have to, I just don't have to pay the freight for that, then what do I have to pay the freight? Do I, do I have to pay the freight for anything at that point, right? right? Probably not. That's my assumption that, there, that nothing comes with any responsibility at all. So you can thank feminism for that. And then you can thank fatherhood as well or the lack thereof. The, one of the number one needs a man has is to, is to know, am I worthy? Am I, am I adequate? Can I fulfill my calling? Can I be what I was made to be? That's why you see these guys after these Jordan Peterson events line up after he's insulted them for an hour, crying and thanking him for it. Because someone told them, hey, get off your ass and clean your room. Get a job. Get married. Have babies. Man up. Be something other than a random ejaculator in between Skyrim. Do something. And no one's ever told them that before. So you have an entire generation of dads that aren't themselves equipped to be dads or didn't bother being dads because that's the number one source we need that equipping and then affirmation. We then need that, that same dad who told us those things, then when we do and fulfill those things, then looks at us and says, you're ready. Your turn. And you have a lot of men now that have that heart wound, that soul wound, that that was never instilled in them. And so they, they can't rise above their own worldview. They cannot act. It's not just that they will not, in some cases, they cannot the, 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 the computing hasn't, it's not downloaded into the operating system, right? It's like, it's like asking me to like soccer.
elsewhere. The RCP average and the corollary there between House seats lost and approval rating, I can just give you a very quick 10-second take on that. All right, maybe 20 seconds. If you're a Democrat in anything other than a plus 20 district, line up your post-election loss lobbying gig now before all the spots are filled because you are going down and hard. And not in a Pride Month euphemistic way of that statement, like in the way we used to mean it, like defeated, bloodied, embarrassed, taking an L. That's what we mean. You're going down hard. That's what those numbers mean. I saw yesterday elsewhere in that clip that Aaron played, Biden talked about uh, threatening corporations and the wealthy with higher taxes. And I'm like, okay. I, I, I still, I see some of my colleagues in the last 24 hours rushing to go after the misnomers that he said about the wealthy not paying their fair share and everything, which is, they're, they're right when, he's, when they say that, but you, why? Again, do you know what time it is? Have you, we got these things called exit polling. You ever looked at them at all? You ever see who the others, who voted this filth in? The uber wealthy and the, the, the well-off and uh, corporations. Who is, who is shoving pride degeneracy down your throat? Mikey Weinstein's fruit stand down the street. Is that who's flying the, fly, the, the pride flag? It is not. It is not! No. It's every major corporation in America doing it. So you know what I say? By all means, you should punish them. They're responsible for you. They're why you're here. I'm totally fine with you punishing them, and I will gladly now get out of the way. I, I, why, why, why would I oppose this? On what grounds? This is, again, where the, is it a social compact or not? Yeah, I, 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 I know. I read all the Milton Friedman, Von Mises economic theories. I know them well. That's why I got this job, one of the reasons why. But I am under no moral obligation to extend such theorem to you when you violate them in response to me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, a social compact is not a one-way event here. So if you're going to use the free market economics and the liability protections and the deregulations people like me provide people like you to then turn around and shove this degeneracy down our throat and vote for filth like this to take, uh, take public office, then you know what I say? You're on your own, pal. I'm not, I'm not here to defend you at all. You're the one that rendered that economic social compact null and void. You did it. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man will always reap what he sows. May the reaping begin by all means. Am I wrong on that? Oh, no. This has been coming for a long time. And we talk, this, that, that, remember the... Back and forth, we got in with the, with the former Fox host Eric. Um, forgive me, he's he's moved on to oh the Bowling. one that Eric yeah. Bowling. That yes. was the gist of yes. this. What you just got done talking about. So we've been. T- I've that forgotten was pre- about that. That was pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. What's what is the point of giving all these corporations all these tax breaks right. and everything else, and they're just going to you know import more Beta O'Rourke voters to Texas? What? Why? What, what? What am I getting out of that? What's the point of that? Is there, is there no ratio of point of diminishing returns? Is there none? 
Well, in Texas, they're finding out. We talk about, can you mess with Texas? Well, Texas is messing with Texas right Indeed. now in the form of John Cornyn. I mean, it's a tex- It's a kind of a domestic version of an Iran deal where we're just going to nice. basically keep funding our enemies uh, because they we think we, we engage in this magical thinking, thinking that uh, at the end of the day, we really, 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 really need them for some unknown reason. It is kind of the domestic political version of that. Which is a great segue to the second red line we need to talk about. This is the second red line. There has been one issue. In fact, when I wrote uh, my book, Truth Bombs, in 2018, and for those of you that weren't around this show at this time, my contract was up, wasn't sure what kind of my future was in this business, wasn't sure, frankly, I wanted to stay in it. I had done tryouts with uh, you know a national sports talk radio network, and I wasn't sure I just that there was a future for me or I wanted to fo- you know follow it, even if there were. And... And just in case this was my eject, I wanted to write one last book that kind of summarized my decade of full-time political activism and w- and the lessons I had learned, okay, uh, along those lines, so that, you know, people would not follow in my footsteps wrongly and make the same mistakes that I made and fell for the same canards that we all did. And so I wrote a book along those lines called Truth Bombs in 2018. And one of the chapters in that book talks about how and why the only issue the GOP has not betrayed us on and never would was the Second Amendment and why that was. Because you had a legitimate group that was to the right of the mainstream group. So the NRA is the recognized mainstream group. But then you have a legit group, not a fringe group. Gun Owners of America is not a fringe group. Larry Pratt is very well respected in that community. They have done great work. Mike Hammond over there is one of the people who trained people like me in political activism when he was with Right to Work and came to our state. And they are enough of a competitor to the right of the NRA. If the NRA wanted to go full-blown establishment, they just couldn't do it because they'd get, they'd, they'd get, you know, bled to death, bled out by people flocking to gun GOA instead. And that dynamic of GOA being big enough to hold them their feet to the fire while the NRA is kind of the public mainstream face is the main reason that I deduced that the Republican Party could not afford to ever betray us on this and had not betrayed us on this for a couple of decades. And that dynamic doesn't exist. That dynamic doesn't exist on the pro-life side. We tried to start it. We couldn't make it happen. It exists on no other issue where there is a GOA equivalent to the mainstream group. It exists on no other issue, and that's why they, were got, they, got, away from, they got away with betraying us on every other issue, right? Well, that red line has now been crossed, and it's been crossed in an election year. Now, what will happen to those who did it? Several of them are retiring, to the rest that are not, I, based on recent history, I don't believe anything will happen. I, I think we have taught them for three decades now. They can do anything they want to us. And especially in an election year, we'll all look at each other and say, but the Democrats. And if anybody dares to opt out of this drain circling, you'll then yell at them on, on their Facebook pages and accuse them of betraying their second amendment freedoms to the democrats i can't make this stuff up i can't even i, I can't even say it with a straight face but that's is that what will happen crazy voices baby yeah, that that is what will happen oh we'll get them in the primaries yeah well yeah 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 that's how i started my career and then i realized you know i don't want to go insane and end up on a water tower so i'm not doing this the rest of my life because the people are the problem 
The people are the problem. And so I recalibrated my focus after 2018 when I decided, you know what, this is where God is going to have me stay and realized we got to better radicalize the people themselves and get out of the candidate picking business because the people are the problem. We got to radicalize the people. And that's what we've tried to do on this show the last few years is to is to uh, better radicalize you. Because if we radicalize you to an appropriate level, then it almost doesn't matter who the candidates are. They'll have to respond to the environment that you set. But we're not there yet, as this primary cycle has shown. On a state legislative level, we've done very well. But on the federal level, we have lost virtually every race that matters in these primaries. The one one or two wins we have won were people that uh, voted for Trump impeachment. So he went all in against them as a personal vendetta. We've got Dr. Oz now taking Trump off his campaign page, and he's polling worse with independents than Biden in Pennsylvania. You can't make that up. The electable guy, of course. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. There's a reason mamas have been telling their daughters since the Sumerians invented written language. He ain't going to buy the cow if you give him the milk for free. See, we kind of come full circle here. All right. Again, just like you've taught all these politicians, all they've got to do is get the magic R. Just like all the doctor has to do is give you the magic word of vaccine, as Todd would like to say, and you will offer your children up to Malok for experimentation. Just just win the magic R and is bestowed to him and her righteousness. And not the guy in Missouri who's completely anti-Second Amendment, Greitens, who will run ads with guns yep. in him and, and then get the branding. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah, whatever. So... Here's the thing. If there is no red line that the GOP can cross for you, then there is no red line the GOP will ever ultimately defend for you either. So there is never a bad time to get the absolute best credit score you can before getting that home loan, refi loan, business loan, car loan, but especially right now. I mean, 30-year fixed mortgage interest rates were just over 3% in November of last year. They're well over 6% now. Now more than ever, every little decimal point, tenth of a percentage counts. And so make sure you're getting the maximum out of your credit score. Yes, you can find out for free just about anywhere these days what your actual score is. I mean, 10 years ago, they wouldn't even tell you that. But do they actually show you why you have the score you have? And then will they walk you through how to get to the score that you need and you want? Because our friends over at ScoreMaster will do that. I used this as a service last year to help me get to the score I wanted to get to, to get an obscenely low rate for our family's refi, and it worked. So I've seen how it can also work for you. If you want to try it out today, it's free just to sample and see how many plus points that you could potentially get to. And then you may decide, hey, it's worth it to me to sign up and have you guys show me how to get there. When you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. All right, so before we get to the politics of what happened last night and the sellout and what it means. I, I think it is very important to reset from a principle standpoint the importance of this issue. And I have here an email along those lines I want to I share with you. Let me say up front, I don't like guns. I am not an enthusiast, collector, or hunter. As a matter of fact, you most likely would have found me on the emotional side of the argument of the gun debate. 
but live and learn as they say. My stepson was always difficult, quick to anger, combative, physically violent. At 10 years old, he spent over a week in a mental facility for attacking his mother with a baseball bat. We took full custody after his release. We did everything suggested by the experts. We did medication, therapy, consistent rules with consistent consequences for bad behavior, etc. Nothing worked. He was violent with us and other children, even exhibited cruelty to animals. We were at the end of our rope. We slept behind a locked door at night out of fear of him. Out of options and in desperation, we eventually enrolled him in a military school. He seemed to flourish for a while in that regimented environment. When he graduated, he joined the Navy. When he left the Navy, he took advantage of the tuition benefits and got a college degree. He was pleasant when he came to visit. He married his longtime girlfriend, had a good job, and from all fronts, uh, from all front-facing information, had course-corrected and had a bright future. Then the wheels came off. One night we got a text from his wife telling us he had been a heroin user for some time, had been in therapy, but lied to her and continued to use. He had beat up the friend who had clued her in, destroyed property, threatened self-harm, and she had sought and obtained an order of detention under the Baker Act. He was on the run to avoid the detention. He called us wanting money and a place to hide. So again, this is this. he's the one with the mental problems. He's the one. He called us wanting money and a place to hide. We said no and told him he had to go back, face the consequences of his actions and get help. He erupted with anger and the vitriol that came out of his mouth was shocking. He followed that tirade with text and then voicemail saying he was coming our way, planning to kill us. We called the local police. We showed them the text and played the voicemails. They did not take it very seriously, chalking it up to a family squabble. When pressed, they called him and he convinced them he was not serious. The only suggestion was to obtain a temporary restraining order, which we did. I knew things like this do not just happen overnight and decided to dig deeper. I requested police incident reports from all the counties where I knew he had lived. How many of these shooters are known wolves, were already on the radar, already on the FBI radar, had already been warned? The shooter at the Florida school shooter that gave us David Hogg, he had, he had already been banned from school grounds out of because they were so concerned and the local authorities still did nothing. So, of course, the answer is to take your freedoms and infringe on your rights. A bunch of cops stand around for 75 minutes and let how many people get murdered in cold blood, which it can only mean your rights must be taken away. And stop the and stop the man who's willing to defend and use his life to defend others. Detain him and let the shooting and the massacre go on. When I got the records, I was in shock at the stock at the stack of reports out of 911 calls I had received. There was clearly a pattern of escalating violence, particularly towards women. He had threatened to kill his wife's entire family, including their three-year-old child. According to one report, he told his father-in-law that he was going to commit a school massacre that would make Virginia Tech pale in comparison. I picked this is in writing. This is documented in their files. But of course, to John Corn and Joni Ernst. And 12 other Republicans last night, the answer is to infringe on your rights, your freedoms. I picked up the phone and called the detective who was listed on this report. He told me the school he named had been notified, and although he considered him a ticking time bomb, there was really nothing else he could do since they had not been able to locate him. Funny, if they want to find one cow with mad cow's disease, they can trace that cow all the way around the world, but they couldn't find that guy. Weird. If you wanted to get a job last year without being jabbed, oh boy, they could find you, couldn't they? 
I was not satisfied with that response. I reached out to the FBI via their online reporting system. Yeah, you know, like what they were just talking about last night. I got absolutely nowhere. I did not give up. I decided to gather up everything I had and walk myself into our local FBI office for a one-on-one conversation. There's a statute that makes harassing or threatening across state lines something that would be in the purview of the FBI. I thought surely with everything I had, including the actual incident reports and the 911 calls documented, the threat against a school that I would convince them to pay attention to this individual. I was wrong. I sat in an office with a young agent and made my case. I suppose I have at least to at least give him credit for being brutally honest. He said, yes, there was such a statute, but without proof, he was actually not in a state or unless uh, or isn't that their job to prove or unless I was rich or famous or a public figure. The FBI, I was told, would not get involved. Saw that at the Orlando nightclub. We've seen that at how many school shootings. As far as the threat against the school, since I had already reported it, it must have been deemed to be not credible. I was practically in tears. How could it be that I could not get anyone to take this seriously? I asked him, what the hell was I supposed to do? What he told me next changed the way I view the Second Amendment. He said, look, the truth is law enforcement rarely prevents violence. We mainly back cleanup after something bad has happened. It's not that we don't want to help, but the truth, the truth is that if someone is there to harm you, odds are we are not going to get to you in time or we're going to stand outside for 75 minutes and do nothing. I probably shouldn't say this, he told me, but in my personal opinion, every responsible citizen should own a firearm for protection. Keyword being responsible. Learn how to use it, how to secure it, practice at the range, and take responsibility for your personal protection. Marsha writes, I bought that firearm the very next day. As I listen to the latest jabbering from the left and some on the right, I now know from personal experience how wrong they are. Our system is so broken it doesn't even work to see some to see something say something. Our country has leaned so far to the left that we give pass after pass after pass to the soul sick among us. We are ignoring societal rot on such a scale it should no longer shock anyone that we are reaping the seeds that we have sown for decades. And have been miracle growed and lovingly tended to by these leftists in earnest, particularly in the last few years. It is not the gun. It is all the legislation in the world that will not change a thing. Until we are willing to address the God-sized holes in the hearts of this nation, nothing is going to change. By the way, my stepson is now a convicted felon. He's had multiple arrests. The one that made him a felon was bashing in the head of a 65-year-old man that he got into an argument with. He got probation. As for me, every time there is a mass casualty incident in the state, I hold my breath expecting to hear his name, and I sleep with my gun nearby. You're not going to be saved by a red wave. We've talked a lot about cultic behavior on the left and in the secular realms of our culture. We need to address a beam in our own eye here now, folks. The idolatry and cultic behavior in our own uniform. The waiting around and crowing for a red wave. Yesterday, a Missouri Senate candidate who has governor vetoed constitutional carry had a terrible Second Amendment record, Eric Greitens. Debuted a commercial waving a gun around, talking about rhino hunting, which made him a viral sensation. His record on gover- as governor on this issue was John Cornyn-like. He's going to win that primary. 
the sitting around, the red wave will save us. Over the last few years, we have watched God either directly or at least allow. I don't know which is which. But all of our idols, all of the things that we have sought, pleasure, salvation, peace, protection through, have all been stripped bare, disappointed us, let us down. Every last one to the point yesterday when I said there is not a single institution left in this country that should get any benefit of the doubt, including the church. Nobody on this set batted an eyelash, did they? No. That also applies to the Republican Party. The cavalry isn't coming unless it's coming for you. The cavalry might come if we gave up our idols. The red wave isn't going to save you. We are not going to elect dozens of Ron DeSantis's this fall. At least not for federal office. I've talked about all the changes we've made in our state and glowingly over the last 15 years. It still hasn't been enough to produce even one non-runny turd U.S. senator. They both are dreadfully bad and awful. There's no way I'm voting for Charles Grassley this fall. For what? Because he has an F-plus Liberty score? Well, the Democrats would be worse. You're right. I got to get an F minus minus, Ferris. That that would just be terrible. Well, you know, we look at the judges. Okay. You know why they're going to overturn Roe? Because finally you radicalized appropriately enough on a state level and forced the issue. Do what you will with these federal elections. I can make an argument both ways, and I go back both ways. Some days, particularly like today, I'm like, I could care less. Other days, I'm like, you know, why not try to get as much positivity out of it as I possibly can? If you're not like wrestling at that level, consider that you might be the very idolater you're condemning on the other side. That's just your team and your quarterback. Like, if you're not truly, like, I don't know. Similar to, like, if you call yourself a Christian and, like, it hasn't cost you anything, like, nothing. A relationship, a friendship, a promotion, a false accusation against your character. It hasn't, I mean, you know, you, 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 you worship a Lord they falsely accused and executed. So you should probably, that kind of comes with the assumption that this can be, a, you know, when he tells you to pick up your cross, is that easy? No. Is that a trip to the, is that a picnic? Is that a trip to the beach? It is not. So that would assume some kind of cost is associated with this transaction. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you're not paying any of that or never have, maybe you're not a Christian. No matter how many Bible verses you know. Particularly in the era in which we live, there's no place insulated. I mean, Alabama gave us a college football coach for a senator in Tommy Tuberville who last week voted to send his daughters to war. That's Alabama, guys. The football coach, you know, the last bastion football. Oh, yeah, the last bastion of masculine meritocracy. And the football coach from down there, 
new senator voted to have your daughters go out and get dismembered and raped to death in place of the men. So given the state of this culture, if it's costing you nothing to believe what you claim to believe, I promise you it's very likely you don't really believe it. Similarly, if you're not like really like, man, some days I'm just so tempted to just tell them, F them all. If that like never happens at all, congratulations. You're an idolater. You just have a different idol. You know, you're bound to Malok. But you just have a different idol. You're still hoping that Lindsey Graham gets to the bottom of it. You're tuned in tonight with your palm alls and you'll be cussing at the screen while Hannity promises to finally hold Hillary accountable for her emails. And you'll be voting for Eric Greitens in the Missouri Senate primary because he waved a gun in an ad, totally forgetting about what his actual record on guns were when he was the governor. So there's that. The people here are the problem. And some of those people are us, folks. Some of them are us. The real battle, though, is at the state and federal, uh, state and local level. That's where the real battle is at. Now, thankfully, we have made up some ground there. Over the next 10 years, the state legislatures, they're the farm teams where the next round of congressmen and senators will come from. And they will come from a more radicalized lot than we've probably ever had before at the state legislative level across the country. The only question is, it's going to take them several years to work their way up through the minors to get to the major leagues. How much of a league will be left when it's their turn? If John Cornyn isn't shamed everywhere he goes in the state of Texas from this time forward, don't, don't, don't send me anymore. Don't mess with Texas. Don't. Just don't. Don't. Take off your hat. You're all hat, no cattle. Just take it off. In fact, go ahead and just roll over and play dead with the cows, with the, with the cattle on the side of your roads. Just do that. And, and please don't tweet any more about Texas independence or the Republic of Texas or the Alamo. You're like Joni Ernst demanding that men not compete against women in women's sports and then turning around and voting to have women replace men on the front lines of a war. Don't. Because that level of shame and confrontation is what it will take for the sellout to not be worse the next time. Aaron's right. I read the bill. It's not even until page 25 that they address guns. Most of it's pork. Most of it's very vapid, thin gruel language that can be interpreted in a million different ways, which is the problem, actually. Question is, are we going to continue to be the problem here? And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 
Buy, sell, or hold. One of our more popular segments is coming up here in just a matter of moments. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. You can also like us and look for us. Look for Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Getter, Twitter, in about six hours. Uh, and then also look for me uh, at Steve Dace Show on TikTok and over on Instagram. And then check out at Real Steve Dace on Trump's Truth Social or at Real Steve Dace there. And you can also check out clips of the show that are free to watch and free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Tyga Coolers. Um, summer yesterday was the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. Summer is now officially here. It is not too late. And frankly, fall is prime cooler season too. Tailgates, football season, right? So this is a great time of year to check out our friends over at Tyga Coolers. Lifetime warranties, American-made, and they share your value system as well. And if you want to get a customized cooler, you want a customized cooler with a... Because a couple of people actually asked for this. Uh, a Steve Day signed cooler lid. They can do that for you. If you want to put um, your kid's picture on there or... Speaking of tailgates, you know, something that represents your favorite team that doesn't violate a copyright. We'll do just about anything for you, okay? Uh, when you go to tigacoolers.com, and if you just want, you know what? I don't need that, Steve. I just want a really good cooler. They'll give you one of those too, all right? Uh, tigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A, make great gifts as well, especially for family and clients. 10% off when you use the promo code Steve there at checkout at tigacoolers.com, T-A-I-G-A. If you're a podcast listener to the show, please, if you've yet to do this, leave us a five-star review. Thanks to all of you who have. And remember, if you've got a question that you would like to have answered on a future Ask Me Anything, put that question inside your five-star review and you'll move up to the front of the line for a future AMA. Uh, and thanks to all of you that have left us five-star reviews already. Please remember to hit the subscribe and follow button as well. Which brings us to Buy, Sell, or Lindsay. We decided to go ahead and permanently do the rebrand. I totally forgot about that, to That's be right. completely honest with you. That's okay. So here's how it works. Aaron, with help from his friends in the audience, tosses towards Todd and I, uh, although I don't know that we should use tosses and Lindsay in the same sentence, suggests, proposes to Todd and I uh, a series of propositions, predictions, Probably lists. shouldn't use propositions in the same sentence as Lindsay either. What can be used in the same sentence of Lindsay that as Lindsay that would not get us on a on a watch list that we're probably already on? Yeah, me too. All right, so uh, Todd, you and I will decide: are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell it? Maybe even offer a reason why, if everybody's lucky. Once per episode, though, you are permitted to hold. But if you use it for any reason other than Aaron, how did you put that on the air? It's so bad then you have punked out and you will have to hold Lindsay. Todd, you ready? Yep. Let's go. All right. We'll begin with Auburn Tiger 89, who says DeSantis speaking lately on illegal immigration, the strategic petroleum reserve and the presidential election in Columbia indicate he's prepping to run for president in 2024. So, I'll let you answer first. Go ahead. Only because there's nothing unique about this. It's not a pivot in any way. He's been prepping to run for president pretty much since he's been uh, governor. I mean, that's what's great about him. He's just, 
he's prepping to run for president just by doing the damn job he was elected to right there uh starting first and foremost with being a good uh man husband father and letting it all come down from there uh, so my point is he's going to do the same thing here as he's just been doing everywhere else there's nothing particularly unique about this i don't see any kind of signal here he's just being a dude okay i mean i'll i'll buy that i mean but you know i could also every one of those issues guys he's the governor of the third most populous yeah. state in the union nobody's asking the governor you know? of connecticut correct about these things i mean obviously what's going on in central america that would destabilize them politically would have some bearing on what go, what happens in one of our southernmost states, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, all I could I can easily make the case that all of these things are relevant to his constituents in the state of Florida yeah. and their well-being, whether or not we were having a presidential election or not. But, but hey, I like the way you're thinking. You're trying yeah, to connect sure. dots. That's always good. So yeah. that's good. Next up, Rodney Bowe says the Republicans who voted for the infringement of gun rights just made it easier for Trump to run and win. Gives Mr. T the perception that he can rescue Republicans from themselves. I'll I'll buy that. There there is some psychological reality because as well, I mean, Steve just got done saying about the people are the problem, and yeah, the people can be manipulated that easy. Correct. And I mean, a, a few of you had had mentioned to me yesterday and sent me the clip, remember, after the Vegas shooter, when they were going to go after the bump stocks, which a lot of us didn't even know what they were. Um, and, and then Trump hold, held that uh, cabinet meeting on guns, and he's literally on camera saying, well, first take away the guns, then we'll deal with the uh, the due process. You know, talking again about this exact premise. This is a weakness for DeSantis if he has one. Uh, he inherited a, a state that has red flag laws on the books. He has spoken, and I've verified it, he has spoken positively about them in the past. Mm. This will certainly come up. Um, this, and, and I'm just going to warn him and his team, this is the difficulty in beating Donald Trump. You can't outgaslight him. You can't outshame him. It is virtually impossible to hold him accountable to anything because, you know, and this is why he's so good up against our media. Because they are completely shameless gaslighters as well, and I mean he'll go beneath them. He'll 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 stoop below them, and they don't know what to do when you know they're used to shanking people in the side, and he brought four shanks. You know what I'm saying? I brought four shanks. I'm gonna I'm gonna shank you quadruple in the side. You know? Hell, I'll accuse my own you know campaign spokeswoman Katrina Pearson of uh, you know. Uh, playing hide the salami with my my uh, with my chief campaign rival while she's on CNN promoting my candidacy. I mean, you cannot out shame, out gaslight Donald. And that's what makes it very hard in a primary environment to hold him accountable on virtually anything. Because, yeah, he's on camera saying, hey, first take the guns and worry about the due process later. But he also went to the NRA convention right after Uvalde and gave an absolute dynamite mm-hmm. speech. That was very necessary at the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So um, if you're going to run against him, Ron, to quote the great prophet Lucius Fox, good luck. A uh, quick buy, seller hold aside, kind of tangential to that. Buy, seller hold. If Donald Trump for the next three days went on Sean Hackett's show at the top of the show and for 10 minutes for the next three days lambasted these Republican senators, there is a greater than 50% chance that this bill would not become law. Oh, buy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump, Donald Trump can decide who the House Speaker is. See, this is what I'm glad you asked this this way. I, I, <laughs> I would like Donald Trump to fully use all the capital and influence he has. I'm not offended at the capital and influence Trump has. He won. He earned it. He won. To the victors go the spoils. I am offended that it is often unused. And or it, it is it, and, and then too frequently when it is used, it is to settle a personal grudge. But not to an advance an issue. Or to ball wash Johnson and Johnston. Yes. He could decide right now Kevin McCarthy won't be House Speaker. The problem will be. You'll just elevate Elise Stefanik because she's doing a better job ball washing him now than Kevin McCarthy is. You see, my that, that's mm-hmm. my issue. Yeah. I don't have a problem at all with any of the influence he has. or And he earned that. I like winners. He won. I got all, I've got all the, the scars on my backside of getting my ass kicked by him to prove it. Okay. And it hurts me even doubly because I was literally like one of the very first people he came to about running for president. I could have gotten in on the ground floor of this. Chose not to, and then got my ass kicked by him. Right? So trust me, okay. I've got I've got plenty of wounds to lick. He earned it. He inflicted all those wounds. He won. Okay. I want him to now use what he won. Use what he won. Why in the world did Lindsey Graham feel like it, he had an audience with Trump all those times down there at Mar-a-Lago the last couple of years? Why? All the answers to that question are bad. He could just roll these people, like roll them. I'm ecstatic about him talking bad about Mitch McConnell. I'd be even more ecstatic if he did something bad, did something bad to Mitch McConnell. We're talking politically, of course, right? You see my point? Mm-hmm. So I, I, he earned all that capital. I'm not offended by it at all. Even the 50% of times that he frustrates me greatly, there's 50% of the time that I really, really like what he does and says, which is 99% more than we've gotten from virtually any Republican at a national level in my lifetime since Ronald Reagan left. So I, but I, I would just like to see that capital go used and you, then, and then maybe every now and then used for something other than this guy mean tweeted me or tried to get me impeached. I don't even really have a problem with using, going after people who try to impeach you. Because they're all like the worst liberty scores anyway. So that benefits us too, right? Okay. So I don't even have a problem with the personal grudges. I just want, can we get something in addition to the personal grudges? Because almost every time Trump has a personal grudge against somebody, I can't stand them too, just for different reasons. All right. That predate even Trump's emergence. So even that, even his personal grudges often benefit us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can we though get something other than personal grudges? Can it just be, you know, that guy's just not America first. So he's got to go. Let's try that. Todd, your reaction no. to my bicycle. He just says, okay. That's it. Understood. Uh, moving on, let's go. Brandon says, less than 10% of the money printed and gifted to Ukraine will be used for the actual purpose it was intended. The rest will be washed and funneled back to our politicians. Oh, uh, bye. Oh, bye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bye. I don't even know what the purpose it was. Yes. Yeah. Spirit honest. of that is dead on. Yeah. Uh, next, Captain Hasben says, greatest Americans not on Mount Rushmore. I think this is a bold one. It might be too bold. Uh, ben Franklin, MLK Jr., John Brown, and Sam Houston. Huh. It's kind of an eclectic mix. It is kind of an eclectic mix. Um, 
Say uh, yeah to Ben Franklin. Uh, I would say yes to Ben Franklin. I'm okay with that. I mean, I can come up with a rationale for everybody on his list. I'm not comfortable with John Brown on on, on that list. I'm becoming more comfortable with him on that list. <laughs> uh, but I can understand why he would be on that list. Um, do I think I could come up with a better list if given more time? Probably, but yeah. I don't. I'm not like instantly offended by your list either. I'll sell. I don't think it's self-evident. I'm very interested, but I don't think it's self-evident, and I think that it should be closer to that for me to. So I will sell. Okay. I mean. It, is there a place for a Henry Ford or a Thomas Edison on such an well, ancillary yeah, list like that? Or an Alexander Graham Bell? You're talking about why this is exactly why okay. I'm selling. All right. Right. Well, maybe I'll sell now then too. Okay. I talked myself into selling. All right. I'm going to combine these next two into one uh, into one that I'll, that I'll kind of uh, amalgamize uh, after I read both of these. Zelensky's $40 billion says, The Uvalde shooting was a way to stop the argument that a good guy with a gun will stop a bad guy with a gun. Tara Ritchie says the Uvalde shooting, where and how does a kid like that acquire that kind of weaponry and ammo? And police in action defies any kind of logic. This was all planned setup for the next phase of the Great Reset, disarming the public. So I, buy, I, sell, I, or hold, there is something much more afoot with the Uvalde I'll, massacre. I'll completely buy. Yes. I'll completely buy. I was just in Vegas a few months ago. There was literally nowhere up and down the strip for three days. There was nowhere I could go that was not under some form of surveillance. Nowhere. And a guy, an old white guy at that, by the way. So the one last remaining group that it is okay to have preemptive suspicion of with no blowback, okay? An old white guy went up the elevator at a hotel or up the stairs, either one, in a hotel right there on the Vegas Strip, pre-COVID, Turned that into a sniper's nest, and no one critically stopped him to say, hey, what are you doing here? I mean, we had cleaning people walking, like, walk into our hotel room if we weren't out of there by 9.30 the next morning. No one walked into his. Nobody, nobody, it, it defies logic for anybody that's ever been to Las Vegas. It's the most surveilled city in America, except for maybe D.C. So, you bet. You should be suspicious of all of this. Absolutely. I'll buy. Yeah, I was just, uh, it's its slightly different, but I was just talking with Steve off air. It's not even crazy voices in my head. It's actually Occam's razor. When you talk about how um, I am not only a law enforcement officer, but the husband of a woman who is called yeah. SOS and is bleeding out and they stop him it's almost as if the child sacrifice was the point and it was part of some sadistic ritual that had to be carried out i don't even i, I don't feel remotely crazy for saying it out loud because that makes more sense yes this is slightly different which is why i kept it se- uh, separate alexander rogers says the majority of mass shootings in america are carried out with either prior knowledge of or under instruction from the FBI, CIA, or other federal agency. You can believe this, or you can believe everybody's just this simultaneously incompetent. Both of them have every bit as an opportunity to be true. The problem with going with the latter, the problem with going with the latter is we have the last 27 months. 
somebody on my Facebook page today said, what is you guys' problem with this? You guys are against every responsible gun owner I know wants mental health and blah, 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 blah. And I wrote back to this person. Uh, Hi, I'm so gullible that after the last 27 months of psyops, human experimentation, and weaponizing public health, I still think there's such a thing as responsible government infringement on my rights. I, I don't... I don't know. You even Steve Dace, bro? Yeah, I don't I don't know how you can possibly continue after what you witnessed the last 27 months and are still witnessing. We're the only country in the world poisoning our kids with these jabs. Moderna wants to give your toddlers and infants a dose of mRNA spike protein that is something like four to five times. What the, what the translation is from BMI for an adult to an injection. Given the size of their bodies and the stage of their development. We're the only one, the only country in the world doing this. There are a lot of countries in the, in the world, guys, including a lot of left-wing countries. You can't give Moderna to people under the age of 30. Did you know that? Still. And so after all this, if after all this, you still want to go with the don't ever, don't ever, um, don't ever insert some sinister motives when incompetence will explain things. Those are the kinds of things we write when we're trying to protect our status on Facebook That's as a monetization the, tool. It's the kind of thing you write when you're still under Occam's razor instead of Aaron's razor. Yes. Those are the kinds of things you write when apparently you slept through the last 27 months. If, if, if the last 27 months will not begin, will not start you from a premise of, I'm going to start with the most sinister motivations just to be on the safe side and work my way back from there. Then you are literally, literally a Weimar Republic German. Welcome to 1937. It'll never happen here. Todd. Bye. Of course. Before we continue on, um, as we continue to see more and more signs that a recession is fully here and more and more signs that crypto, even the OG of it, Bitcoin, will not be uh, insulated, even though that, that was supposed to be an alternative currency or economy or something, that it will not be uh, completely insulated from the realities of what governments are doing to debase their economies and currencies. This is, again, why historically gold has been the traditional hedge against these kinds of government debasements and inflation. And if you want to take advantage of that or get involved in gold and silver at all, try our friends over at Bullion Max right now. They're offering you the silver starter kit at employee pricing. They cannot offer it to you any more inexpensive than that. Same price and discount they give their own employees. You can take advantage of this. It includes the Silver American Eagle coin and more. This is such a good deal that they only, though, allow one per household. Please take advantage of it when you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. Again, take advantage of it right now at bullionmax.com slash Steve. All right, a little uh, whiplash here. This is from Dave Lavasseur. 
top 10 most overrated bands in history. Except I'm not going to make this. This is kind of a theme. I'm, 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 I'm altering the terms of the deal. Is this list a dude code violation by seller hold? Top 10 most overrated bands in history. You mean history. the list as a whole? The list as okay. a whole. Right. Is this a dude code violation? Okay. Metallica, Grateful Dead, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Rush, The Eagles, Pink Floyd, Nirvana, U2, Kiss, The Beatles. Dave Levesseur says that those are the top 10 most overrated bands in history. Is this list of dude that's code the, violation? That's, that's the worst list that we've ever had yeah. on this show. That's the worst <laughs> list with the worst premise. But, but. And it's the worst of all time. And I can't that, think of a close second. Not Rolling it. Stones lists are better. But to the question, that's it. That it's for what you just said. It's not a dude code violation. It's a complete dude code violation. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Is, no, it, is it a dude code violation when you're purposefully trying to provoke? Because I feel like that's what this yes. is. Yes. Yeah. That's a dude code no, violation. With, with no, with, with no, no other, with, 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 with no get, righteous intent. Provoking I, for the provoke. Yes. This yes. guy is every bit as much the music snob as you claim to be back in the day. He's just, I, I bet he would, he, it, it doesn't I, mean I, he's not wrong, but I, it, I it, think it's, it's the worst list we've ever had on the show. Rolling Stone has has that the Rolling Stone list that Aaron used to do are make this look like the Stone tablets, and you frankly, um, what you just listed is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point okay. in your listing did you even resemble anything closer to a coherent thought. All of us are now dumber for having heard it, and may God have mercy well, on your let's soul. Let's go through it. Let's go through it one by one. Metallica overrated. No, I think they're just rated. I, yeah, I don't think they're overrated. Grateful Dead. I think overrated. so. I think so. They they literally listen. I'm not a huge fan. They they've literally sold more concert tickets than any band in I, American but history. But that's exactly why you could call them overrated. It's it's it. It's they're stoner. overrated because it's people what, is like only, them a lot. So so your metric is how many people like them for rated. If you're high, it can be. If you're high, they're just that, rated. Okay. That, if they're if you're high, Grateful Dead is just rated. If you're uh, if you're like actually sober, they're overrated. That'd be my argument. Yeah, they're. I think okay. they're overrated. I think. That's, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't. I don't think he's overrated. I think. No, he's, I think that's just rated. Yeah. Rush might be underrated, actually. I would argue the last two are probably underrated to some degree. The Eagles, I think, just yeah. rated. They're, I, yeah, I they agree. sold more I, albums I, than at, any at act in the 1970s. Pink Floyd, just rated. I mean, yeah. they're, they're a consensus top yeah. 10 greatest band of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with uh, them just being rated. Number four, Nirvana. I think they literally I ushered know. in an entirely different genre of music. I think they are... Definitely overrated because of the Kurt Cobain suicide factor. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad, I, but again, what I think it's possible to say that they are overrated, and there there are bands in their genre that are overall better. U2 rated. Yeah, I think they're the most they're popular, successful act since the Beatles. Kiss is definitely overrated. I don't know about Kiss. I don't have an opinion. And the Beatles are. Underrated. They literally created popular music. I don't think no, it's possible to over. No, no. They they created some. Fun. They created everything, everything, you have, everything you have ever heard ever right since Sergeant Pepper has been some form of a derivative it. of them yeah. or Led Zeppelin. Everything you've heard. <sighs> List and is I a think dude that's code kind violation. of agiography that could be say. 
all in favor say, say it's overrated. So. This list is awful, dreadful, I, and an insult to my yeah. intelligence. And this guy is saying the same thing swell. about you right now because uh, that, this is a subjective exercise. That, that, that's, you know, another thing. What is the, what's the dude code point of subjective exercises? To fight... To what iron, sh- uh, iron sharpens iron. No, now. sharpen your iron. Now I'm sounding like Todd. We've like we've switched places here. Sharpen your iron on objective truth and causes, not on subjective stuff. Why fight about who thought who thought who was better, Roger Staubach or Terry Bradshaw? Why fight about that? But see, you didn't come. You didn't. All sports your, radio your, does. Your, uh, whoops. Day. I your, never did that sports radio, and you know that I did that for ten years. Never did that crap. But, but that's but you didn't bring you didn't do. bring your you didn't bring your. Um, uh, your, your reasons for thinking these bands were overrated or underrated with subjective... You actually gave some facts there, so it wasn't yeah, all subjective. Yeah, that's true, for sure. Uh, moving on. Josiah Norton says, the Antichrist himself could be some form of AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, man. I'm going to sell, but like AI sure, sure as hell is I, do I Do I think it could be a, a derivative of a spirit of Antichrist, but a literal Antichrist I will sell? Yeah, I think I need to sell. It seems like there's some huge blasphemous trap answering that in the affirmative. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't tell what it is right now. Uh, Next, Elliot Evans. Mount Rushmore of the worst calls in NFL history. Okay, we'll take these one by one. All right. The Holy Roller, Chargers, Raiders, 1978. How is that a bad call? I don't know what it is. What is That's it? the one where the Raiders kept fumbling the ball into the end zone to win the game at the end. And then they changed the rule after that game that you couldn't do that anymore. On a, if, oh, if you fumble okay, the ball on a third or fourth down and your team recovers your own fumble, it goes back to the spot you fumbled it from. You can't keep oh. fumbling it forward. So that wasn't a bad call that you could literally do that. They had to change the rule. You see my, see my point? Oh, totally. Yeah. So, so, I, so I, no, I, I would sell. Yeah, that logic is correct. Calvin Johnson rule, Bears-Lions 2010. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the what's a catch. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah, they're terrible. That was kind of the beginning of the of the progressivization of the modern NFL. Was, was that play and that the argument over the it. beginning of the fall of Western civilization yeah. right there? The uh, soccerization of the NFL. The yeah. no pass interference call Saints Rams. Oh, that absolutely belongs on the list. Two officials are yeah. when you, you get, yeah. to get the field shot of that, and two officials are standing there and yeah. watching what is a felonious assault of yeah. that receiver, and just look at each other and don't throw a flag. That absolutely belongs on the list. And, Correct. And that's what feeds the calls for more and more instant replay is when that kind of stuff happens. Des caught it. Cowboys Packers 2014. I don't know about this one. Do I remember this one. I don't know that it would be. These are like since when? Like all time? I think all time. Oh, I wouldn't put it like on the all time list. No, I wouldn't do that. I I think. See, we're I like mean, you know I, the tuck I, rule isn't on here. I mean, no. There's I remember of other it happening and having the. I said, what an amazing, amazing catch. But I also said we're going to get away with this because that I just knew how stupid the interpretation of the rule was, and I was yeah. exactly right. But that yeah. was a that was a brilliant catch by a football player. Anybody who's a fan of football knows that. And then they also knew that it, it's this dumb, and they're not going to let greatness happen because that's why. And that's why just the counter of what Steve just said, which is why we need to get rid of instant replay. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of feels like we might have missed some. We went to a play from the 70s, and then everything else happened in like yeah. the last decade. Well, I mean, how about the they Raiders get, Patriots tuck rule? I mentioned yeah. that a minute ago. Yeah. How about the Thanksgiving game with the Steelers and my Lions on the coin flip? 
I mean, it just kind of feels like maybe there's a few we've missed here. Maybe. Okay? Yeah. maybe. Uh, one more quick one before the break, and I want us to take this one seriously, even though it's funny. Stephen Barham says there are more congressmen and senators worried about catching monkeypox than COVID. <laughs> I'm going to buy, because I don't think any of them are, are worried uh, about catching COVID, and Lindsey Graham exists. That is Fair appropriately yeah. snotty. I'm in. Bye. I'm a total buy. On that, yes. Plus, we know how they get monkeypox, and well, there's a Lindsey Graham joke in there somewhere. I yes, I, I would absolutely buy that. All right, that's it for uh, for now for buy, sell, or hold. We'll have, I believe, some bonus buy, sell, or hold in the overtime today. Uh, over ten more submissions. Okay, right. for the overtime. Today. So, if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, cool for you. We will record it right after today's show, and then you'll be able to watch it later today at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, though, and would like to become one, it's just 10 bucks a month. You also can go to blazetv.com slash dace, get a subscription today, and then you'll be able to watch today's bonus buy, seller hold, and all of the other exclusive bonus content that we do just for Blaze TV subscribers right here at Blaze TV. When we come back, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation will join us next. Do you know what's actually in that wine bottle that is sitting on your kitchen counter? Do you know what oak flavoring is? How about mega purple? Yeah, neither do I. Um, And something tells me that probably doesn't belong in your wine. But better wines uh, from the vineyards and uh, chateaus of old still exists. Deep in the Andes Mountains, our friends over at Bonner Private Wines have a tie-in to families that still make wines the old-fashioned way at 9,000 feet. Some of the best red wines in the world. You can get them now imported here right to your door for half off the retail price and then half off the shipping. And Todd is here to personally attest to you how great these wines are. This is one of your favorites that we uh, partner with here on the show, correct? Yeah. I'm due for a box. Just saying. (laughs) No. All right. You know, Todd, goes for the subtle approach. No need for a promo code. You just need to go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve to claim your wines with those discount at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Let's bring in the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz, good to have you back with us, brother. How are you? We're doing all right, thank God. Always looking forward to the next election. <laughs> 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 Go team! You said that like the guy with the noose around his neck <laughs> at the gallows says, always looking forward to the next execution. It's yes. extra funny because I know how he's feeling inside right now, yet he still pulls that off. Yes. He feels exact off. I mean, he's just, there's no, it's just ash. That's it. All right, brother. I want to go back to the top of the show about an hour and a half ago, and and I I let off today's program that it feels to me like two red lines have kind of been crossed. I want to start with one on Twitter and with social media. So I woke up this morning and I got locked out of Twitter, and I got locked out of Twitter for sharing that academic peer-reviewed study that showed amongst sperm donors that their motility of their sperm, their fertility level decreased for up to five months after a standard uh, COVID vaccine injection. And of course, this doesn't even get to the question of boosters, which, by the way, they want you to take, not coincidentally, every five 
to six months, right? And so I shared that study with the hashtag depopulation, and I woke up to an eight-hour uh, uh, Twitter jail sentence. And I, I actually just originally accepted it because I viewed it as my mistake. I've kept very tight messaging on this. I've stayed strictly to just using their own data. But I, I did go outside the box when I put hashtag depopulation. I gave them a free shot at me, basically. So I kind of just took it as my mistake and let, was just going to let it go. And then I get word, though, after that, about an hour later, that our friend Andrew Boston had also been permanently banned from Twitter for sharing the exact same study and just quoting and citing from it. And then that's when I realized, oh, it's not the fact that I put, I went full Robert Malone and put hashtag depopulation. It's the study itself. And so to me, that's the first red line I want to discuss is we've gotten away with challenging this the last couple of years by strictly using their own data and their own processes and their own methodologies against them. But it seems like a signal has been sent now that that won't be tolerated if it indeed goes to maybe what the true motivation for all of this has been from the very beginning. What are your thoughts? So, so Steve, I've had a little different experience because we've already been fact-checked when I simply cite a study. Okay, with just straight up what it said, you are not allowed to cite the Danish mask study just with their conclusion. You weren't allowed to do that. Uh, This has been going on for actually the entire time. I do think that this one is a little bit more potent. No pun intended. You know you're over the truth. Mm -hmm. You know you're over the target um, based on how ferocious their response is. And I think this is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Look, I never even wanted to believe this until fairly recently. But when you start looking around, the guys that seem to have the power over this stuff, and especially the biomedical, they say it openly that they want to depopulate. And several have said that vaccines is a tool for that, which the way you traditionally understand a vaccine, how does that make sense? And if you look broadly, everything they're doing jives with that what do you think transgenderism is i mean when you look at these pew or gallup polls that show you know went from zero percent identifying as the alphabet soup to among generation z five percent six percent that's a heck of a lot of people you're you're messing up and you're taking them off the reproduction line okay everything seems to get back to that and i think that is the 800 pound gorilla in the room i think Medical biomedical fascism is the biggest issue of our time, but I think even that's a reflection of the broader transhumanism. So that study is huge. I mean, it is like there's no way around it. It's straight up. And and even this notion that it comes back after five months, that's actually not true. If you look carefully, others have gone through it. There's no evidence of that. Um, And then we know the menstrual cycles with women. We know the lipid nanoparticles depositing in the ovaries. We know all these sudden stillbirths and spontaneous abortions in many countries. What the heck is going on, Steve? I mean, this is this alone is this alone is the biggest issue that study. And yet the same day they unleashed this upon babies for a variant that's expired for a shot that's negatively effective and for a cohort of people who are never at risk. And yet, so far we have the Florida governor and the Tennessee House speaking out against it. We're the only country in the world, by the way, 
injecting babies and toddlers with this. And I even reminded our audience, because I think people have forgotten, there are still plenty of countries in this world that you can't give the Moderna vaccine to people under the age of 30 there. This, this idea that this has just been unchecked and free-flowing everywhere in the world. India got into it with Pfizer recently, demanding, hey, we want to know what's actually in these shots. And they were like, eh, not so much. So, I mean, we're, us and Israel are about the only two countries that just completely have rubber-stamped our people for being, uh, you know, modules for uh, Moderna and Pfizer experimentation. Lots of other countries have... have have asked questions or put restrictions or limits on it to some extent for whatever reason in Israel and the United States, we have just, our leadership has just completely decided, Hey, you know, our people are lab rats. Um, the UK had a, had a higher rate overall, but lower for five to 11. They were much later with that much more circumspect. The other red line that was crossed was last night in the Senate. And I went back and, uh, talked about a book I wrote in 2018 called Truth Bombs. And one of the things I wrote in that book is the one issue that they've never betrayed us on and likely never would, would be guns because of how passionate those voters are and because we have a dynamic on the gun issue we, that exists in no other issue where there, there, is, there's the, there, there was no other, there was no gun owners of America to check national right to life, for example. There was no meaningful, even further right group that would hold the mainstream group from just completely going full-time swamp. We had that here with Gun Owners of America and the NRA. They were big enough that if the NRA went full swamp, they would bleed the NRA of members. And so they couldn't afford to go full swamp, right? And that dynamic was very healthy, healthy competition. And that basically helped to correctly channel the activism on the issue within our base. That red line was crossed last night and in an election year. And... I said to the audience here, Daniel, if you have no red line for the Republican Party that they can violate, then there is no red line that they will ultimately stand up and defend for you. So what are your thoughts about what transpired last night? I don't know if you had a chance to review the bill. I did this morning. They don't get to guns till page 25. There's all kinds of pork and everything in there. And I got to tell you, brother, a lot of the gun language is very vague. I mean, very vague, which means when they pass the communist bill in the House and they get into conference committee, the bill will move to the far. The bill that goes to Biden's desk will move further to the left. And, you know, the Republicans that voted for this won't walk away. So so that vague language will just get filled in by what the Dem, the radical Democrats in the House want to put in there. So the red line that was crossed last night on the on the one issue that they had never betrayed us on for decades what do you think it means so I, i'm not sure how much you got into this but the new yorker piece on ron desantis very very good article actually um they quote you mean the the, the attempted hit piece that ended up turning out to be an homage basically exactly yeah. exactly and it was very very uh, educational one of the points made there they quote on the record, chief of, former chief of staff to Governor Bob Martinez is a rhino um, Republican there. They had lots of different names. They were the John Birchers. They were movement conservatives, conservatives. They were religious right. And we did what every other Republican candidate did. We exploited them. We got them to the polls. We talked about abortion. We promised and we did nothing. They could grumble, but their choices were limited. And the reason why even that red line was crossed is because John Cornyn and and remember, he's just reflective of every other one except for three, four five of them. You know, just it's not 14 out of the 50. It's most of them would have wanted to vote for it, too, but they just didn't need them. 
um, they believe exactly that. And I don't blame them. If you look at their landscape, think about think about this perverse paradoxical dynamic. The more perfidy the, the Republican Party commits, the more the Democrats successfully with together with the Republicans, because they're the same thing, implement their agenda, the more damage they induce on society, the more desperate our people are for what? Get rid of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So they actually it's as as a as a you know Elijah said to Ahab, have you killed and have you inherited? They actually inherit from their kill. That's the thing. And they know that our people are maniacally told by all of our colleagues in the industry, and you know this, you better vote for the Republican no matter what, no matter how, in every general election. The minute you told tell them that, it, you're done. And they know that. They know you have nowhere to go and you're not going to do anything different. Prime, and I, I love it how some of our colleagues are like, we need to primary them. Yeah, you're kind of like 15, <laughs> minute, 15 years late, buddy. Um, at this juncture, John Cornyn, he was just in cycle. He was just renominated two years ago with 76% of the GOP vote. He and there's nothing new about this. He was always like that. Mm-hmm. He's been pushing amnesty from the state of Texas for 15 years. We've been trying to battle him on that. He's always been that way. They're all like that. Okay. I mean, the House Republicans looked like look like the founding fathers compared to the Senate Republicans. And nothing ever happens to them. They won every single primary. In fact, they did better this year than in a typical year. A lot of it thanks to Trump, but uh, they won everything. Put yourself in Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn's shoes. Why should you care? And 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 again, it's not be- because they're scared of Uvalde. If anything, the narrative now is about the police. It's not about guns, right? The polling for the Democrats is horrible. They won a Hispanic district right over from that Democrat district right after Uvalde. It's not because they're tepid, they're scared of the media, they don't know how to quit themselves properly, um, pale pastels. They agree with Democrat policies yes. more than the Democrats do. That's, I, I yeah. talked with someone last night. Criminal justice deform, remember that. Democrats, it's just a, a tool of getting their BLM army out on the streets. Open borders is a tool for votes. Republicans genuinely, you have certain Republicans, they believe it's their Christian belief to bring in endless Muslim refugees, open borders, let criminals out of prison. Um, You know, like Democrats, they're, you know, they're in the pocket of Pfizer. Like they're, they're having a good time. Republicans have a religious belief in vaccines, no matter what, no matter how. I found that. Republicans believe in the words that Democrats espouse more than the Democrats believe in it. Hmm. They just hate their base, dude. Republicans hate them. Hate their base. And the only party, you've heard me say this for years, brother, the only party that hates us more than the Democrats are the Republicans because it's it's personal with the Republicans. They would be, it's what Cornyn said last night. Immigration is next. They would be raping and pillaging and plundering our way of life even more profitably if it weren't for us, if they didn't even have to even pretend to yep. be on our side. And that's where it, it, it that's where it's personal. It's Cornyn saying after he gets booted at the convention last weekend, I don't bow to mobs. My own base is a mob. My constituents are a mob. Yep. They hate your guts and they'll know they'll get away with it. All right. They, they know will. they'll get away with it. They don't even have to take you to dinner. They will just call you at 3 a.m. and, hey, man, I can't sleep. Coming up here and service me. 
and maybe you'll get a jelly bean afterwards. They just know it. And, and, they, and, and, and they've been trained accordingly. So it's frankly a miracle they haven't done even more of this along those lines. Good to see you again, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Daniel brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. Man, in these unprecedented times. Bing. I mean, when you're living in, in, in a mortgage market that is so uncertain right now, a real estate market that is so uncertain right now, it has never been more important to go in with an agent with a fully vetted and verified track record of success that you can trust than it is right now. Where would you find that person? Well, the name kind of says it all. Head to this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, the name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. And you go there today, um, they'll provide you with the basic info you need for just about anywhere you want to move to or get away from to connect you with a real estate agent that you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, thoughts on the conversation that Daniel and I just had or anything about today's show? Well, I hearken back to what you said at the beginning of the show about if you, here's one way to know about your, if you're being honest about your Christian testimony, are are you unwilling, especially in this moment in time, to be comfortable, to be tested? Because it's pretty much unavoidable in this day and age. Mm -hmm. there's There's no way this thing should just be, on autopilot and you should feel safe it's that great line from the movie luther did you not think there would be a cost uh and that speaks to where um, a lot of christians relationship with the republican uh party it has become this this disgusting security blanket that has basically turned in to their faith and that's why they just don't know how to do anything i mean they've been turned into a sad pavlov's dog uh, experiment and are, is that what where our faith is meant to reduce us to well a faith that isn't true will always reduce you ultimately to exactly that so it looks that's where many of us are hmm. yep and uh, again 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 how many times do we have to say this again the last two years the theme on the show has been chosen very intentionally and unfortunately, uh, very de- for very depressing reasons. Last year, it was the answer is us. This year is let's find out. The reason why these themes beg questions is because is because the answers we've been getting have been all bad. The let's find out thing this year cuts both ways. Let's find out if our enemies, if our opponents, really are. What they say they are, or just a paper tiger. Yep. But that's also applying to us as well. We're going to stick around and record overtime for Blaze TV subscribers for the rest of you. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.